I hope she comes in and Must smacks not. you in the back of the head. With a she pan. Won't. He won't. Three, two, one. Welcome to Cue the Mic. Thank you all for coming. This is... What? What am I supposed to say? You just said action when he said welcome to Cue the Mic. So, it's well, fine. Well, that is. We're kind, of a, we're kind of a high production outfit here now anymore, so... so doing these three yeah, phases. So okay. professional. So anyway, everybody, yeah. welcome to Cue the Mic. I'm Randy Twyford. That's Darren Worth and Emma. Emma, what do you have to say about uh, bringing in the new year today? Nothing. It's cold well, out. What episode is this? Okay. What episode? Okay. Cut. Episode. We're, we're cut. We're, we are cutting here. What the fuck? Yeah, we're all. We're all fucked up, Randy. How about yeah. I say welcome to cue the mic? You say welcome, everybody. And then, and then Emma jumps and then, in and says, and then maybe let Emma jump in. 40. Yeah. So Emma, yeah. what do you yeah. have to say okay. about let's, the new year? Let's start year. all over again. Start all over again. Okay, let's start all over again. Are you hitting record again? Or are we just editing? No, this we're out? just. I'm gonna. I just edit it out, or I'll keep it. Put it at the okay. end okay. as a bonus. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Ready? Five. Yeah. Four. Three. Two, one. Welcome to Cue the Mic. I'm Randy Twyford and Darren Worth and Emma, and we'd like to ha- welcome you all to Cue the Mic. Episode 40. We're almost to a whole year, guys. 40? Mm-hmm. That almost feels like a, a milestone. It kind of is. I think it is. I think, it, yeah. And Did you, guys, you guys have uh, been doing this every week. Every week? Every week for that's, 40 weeks, that, yeah. Except for uh, last week was my first week missing, and I didn't go back and see no, where you guys dog wasn't your me. first week. was not your first week missing. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, and, my second week missing. Sorry. But did you dog cuss me? I didn't go listen to the episode. I've been not very busy. Bad. I haven't had a chance. We said a not couple of bad. things, but nothing too hurtful. No. Nothing too hurtful. should have felt that's just okay. a tingle in your back mm-hmm. instead of just giant knives, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So what I missed, yeah. what I missed, Randy, where are we at on this pop-up? Everybody always wants to yeah, know about hear. this pop-up. Well, the pop-up is popping. Process? Uh, we're starting to get several reservations in. Uh, starting to get a little nervous. Uh, uh, Emma, what the hell are you doing? My dog's trying to walk around a cord right now, and I can't deal with it. Oh. But anyway, we're starting to get some uh, reservations in, uh, which, you know, three weeks out, you wouldn't get very many. Two weeks out, we're starting to roll in, and we're starting to get more and more in. Uh, surprising thing is the product mix that we're getting. We're getting starting to get more people. The uh, vast majority of people are ordering rib plates instead of brisket and pork steak. I don't think we have one pork steak plate in order. But uh, a lot of people <laughs> wanting to order ribs, wanting to try ribs. So, and wow. but every every Are order you... that we've got, every order we got, they want bread pudding. Well, yeah. So we're the Who week would? ahead of time. So I'm procuring, like that word, pretty impressive. Procuring uh, more product for this week, and uh, 
getting my staff all ready to go and we'll be ready to roll. Yeah, that's so, good. Again, so, so are you still are you still at six o'clock, Randy? Or are you moving off? Yeah, no? we decided we about... since we've done all the publicity and everything, we're going to stay at six o'clock. So six o'clock. Yeah, I, I kind of I said I saw the I saw the uh, the sheet on it, and I said six o'clock. Hell, Sherry and I eat at four thirty. Well, I know. So I brought we're that up not... to Randy, but that's fine. It's a special event. It's going to be a romantic yeah. and dinner. It's a Saturday, and not very many people eat at four thirty. I think six is a good time. I, it's a normal time to so eat dinner. Six okay. to nine okay. on this coming Saturday, uh, January 27th, at the Twisted Tree uh, Music and Event Center. And uh, some clarifications on the online ordering. The online tickets, when you buy a ticket online, that gets you your meal. There's been some questions on whether that gets you just gets you entry into the event. No, that gets your your meal, the music, and then of course your drinks are on your own. So some people yeah. have thought, well, that only gets them into the the event. But no, that gets you into the event. The music's free. So huh. interesting. So a little clarity. Yeah, I've there, got a but... lot of Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking I'm looking forward. I wish we were gonna be in town. because uh, we'd make the road trip down. Just because I'd love to be in the kitchen just to watch you freaking out. Uh, no. Nah, he's going to be cool as a cucumber. Said, I'd be your, I'd be your thank calming. Thank you very much, I'd Emma. be your calming sense. So I'll be he's like cool your. cool as a cucumber. I'll be like the, I'll be the, like the, uh, the little guy on your shoulder. You know we'll what we ought time. to do? We'll, we'll have a full FaceTime. Oh, God. Man. You know what we ought to do is take my camera and mount it in the kitchen and just do a live stream. Why wouldn't you do that? You could. I don't know. I just thought of it. I, I just do a live I stream. I watch so much. I watch so many TikTok live streams of breakfast. I, I mean, it's just amazing. I used to watch that um, Chef Kevin out of, he was the Italian guy, and but I, I don't think he can hold a job. Yeah. I watched him at this Italian restaurant, and he was doing all the prep and all that stuff, and then then he must get canned from there because, or they shut down that restaurant. And then he went to a food truck. And then I saw he was somewhere else the other day. I'm like, God, Duke can't hold a job. What's his so name? I quit watching him, but um, Chef I think Kevin. It's Chef Kevin. But I, uh, I, I watch Matt Too Tall. I watch Dylan Longton out of New York. They're both really kick-ass breakfast cooks because I have a vested interest coming forward in, in breakfast we might, cooking. We so. might actually do that. I, that mm-hmm. might be interesting to do a, a live stream of us in the kitchen. Uh, Just you on the cutting board. Just you on the cutting board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think I think even if there's chaos and cussing, I think it would make for good video. I really do, Randy. I think that's a great idea. Now, I wouldn't cuss around the lawless girls that, that are going to be helping me. You, Megan you will probably Megan will probably have a club there just beating the shit out of me from time to time. <laughs> Randy, fucking straighten up, straighten up. You know, they've already told Don't me that well, that's good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be spending all my time in the kitchen. Ooh. That I'll be spending part of my time outside with the customers. So yeah, well, because you yeah, should. They'll good. be able to handle it. They'll be able to handle it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As long as they can cut brisket and cut ribs. And- They've been yeah. doing it for 14 years, so. Right. That's right. That's awesome. So, yeah, so been, we're going to be moving. Actually, 
we're going to be moving along on it, so. so. That's good. We look, we look forward to the recap. Yeah, yes. the next episode. And we'll see how that went, because people will see how successful you were doing it and whether it was a good idea or not. Or whether it's just the complete disaster. You got and, and what, or it was a complete disaster. You just never know, right? Well, you just and, keep... uh, go ahead. Well, it, it, it kind of leads me into a question. I know we kind of talk about cooking and whatever, but, you know, so we we had a question, you know, from Toby uh, Antonson, and he had said, hey, what's what's that magic equation to booking events and maximizing profit on the food truck, right? And, and I'll give you a little story about our food truck. So our food truck has always been, it, it doesn't do all private events. I'm going to guess it does 30% private events, and which are like guaranteed money events. And 70% of what we do is, you know, get invited to a neighborhood or a, a, a car dealership, or we do a lot of vending. One of the things that um, we lock in like 10 weekends over the summer for Saturday and Sunday, sometimes Friday night at a softball association. So we're actually, they don't have a, a concession stand. We're the, actually the concession stand. So not only are we doing barbecue and things like that, but we're also selling candy bars and Gatorade and pop and hot chocolate when it's old, things like that. And those are like super great events. You know, so he asked, what's that magic equation? You know, and we started talking about, um, you know, our focus this year that I'm, and we're meeting about this this week is we're not going to book a car dealership three months in advance. We're going to work on booking private events, guaranteed private events. And we can talk about what makes that up in our world, your world, Randy. Um, and then if we're going to book out, and then when we get a week out, we're going to start, if we if our week isn't full, then we're going to start looking for the car dealership or whatever to go make things work instead of the truck just sitting. So anyway, I'm not sure, you know, for us, I think we charge for a weekday event, we kind of have a $750 minimum. And I think that moves up to like $1,250, I believe, Emma, you may be able to remember that. Um, on the weekend for us to say, hey, I'm I'm going to come do a private event for you. Now, part of that is, you know, there's music festivals and stuff that you know are going to be good um, that aren't, nobody's guaranteeing you money there. You're vending, in essence, based mm -hmm. on the come. But I'm talking about a food truck event that's almost like a catered event where, you know, one one person's going to buy everything or they're going to guarantee you so much money. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, so Randy, tell us about your, your structure on the food well, truck and what you think, what is that magic equation? What we do is, because um, we've, when we first started out, we would do everything under the sun. And we've realized we were losing our butts going to them and doing maybe $300, $400. And it's like, we have to have, we have to start to get a minimum. And what I call it is separating the men from the boys. You know, 
and we still to this day get a lot of okay we're going to have a uh a, a get together this sunday uh and sometimes even for private events uh we're going to have people over and we'd like to have our food have the food truck and uh and we have a $1000 minimum for 2 hours and we feel like that covers our prep time cleanup time and our time there on there and what's that saying is that the customer has to buy $1,000 worth of product or more during that time period. Now, one of the questions that comes up is, what happens if they don't sell the th- we don't sell $1,000? Well, I'll have, when I book the event, I'll have a contact person, and I come right out and say and tell them, now, you're going to be the one responsible if it doesn't come up with $1,000 of making up the difference. So if it comes up seven, we only sell $700, you will be the one making up the $300 difference. And I get so, confirmation. Right. So, so Randy, how often does that scare the customer away from, hey, well, yeah, I can't take on that risk? Well, that it, it probably, it does some, but then it, on the other hand, it makes it better that you're not going to an event and only doing $500 worth of sales and you've got it. A thousand dollars, or you know, you've got your expenses, and uh, you're you're, or you could have done a better event where somebody could have guaranteed you your thousand dollars. And uh, but yeah, right. it's it, it separates it, the it, men from the boys. Is my favorite. Well, it's kind of like a, and, yeah, and I and I think you know a thousand dollars. I think that's probably the market. The market may be different depending on where you're at. But sure. what you really have to do from a business standpoint, like a restaurant, you know, you have to make decisions sometimes is how much you're paying in rent, how much you're paying in utilities, how much is it going to cost you to buy propane for the truck? You know, how much is the food going to cost? How much is the labor going to cost? Now, if you don't right. sell the food, can you reuse it? That type of thing. And you come up with what your minimum is because your minimum may be 500 bucks. Your minimum may be 750, but I think you have to understand every bit of cost down to, hey, I spent $3 worth of diesel fuel or $10 worth of diesel fuel and $8 worth of propane going out there and sitting and, you know, twiddling my thumb, right? Well, now, and then, then I'll ahead. get somebody come to me and another food truck and they'll go, hey, uh, have you been busy? Yeah, we've been, you know, we're usually fairly busy. Uh, did you hear anything about that event at so and so park at a park event? Yeah. Well, we did it. How was it? It sucked. How much did you sell? And and I hate to even ask people how much they sell because <clears throat> I found out what the Kona Kuna Ice people sell. You know, she sells the shaved ice things. You know yeah. what she sells. Her margins are so frigging high. I mean, yeah. she makes, I mean, her margin is just, or would that be margins are low? Because she makes just a lot of money on each snow cone. So she may be able to sell $500 worth of stuff and make $400 on it. You know, her profit margins could be a lot higher as of compared to ours. So I don't like getting into it, but some of them will say, well, they just didn't have any people show up. And that's because so nobody was committed to that event. And 
you know, they were wanting a food truck there because they thought it was neat. And, you know, they see it on TV and, uh, and that's a cute thing to do, but, uh, nobody wants to get behind the program. And, you know, we, I, I vividly remember a, a block party. We do a lot of block parties over in Springfield and where they'll take and, uh, a lot of them will tie them in with their, uh, uh, neighborhood meetings. You know, they'll have their neighborhood annual meetings, usually in the fall or in the summertime. And they'll have a DJ come in and they'll have the bouncy houses and all that stuff. And they'll have us come in. And uh, when I show up to a, a neighborhood and I see signs on trees and I uh, signs on uh, pole uh, street signs and stuff promoting that we're going to be there, I know it's going to be a good one. I know it's, yeah. it's typically going to be a pretty good one, but they've also already committed to that uh, $1,000. Now, there's another food truck in Springfield that I'm good friends with. They have a contract, and that's one, and it just kind of dawned on me. I, I, he gave me that contract, and, and I really need to get that contract out and get it tooled to me and get people to sign it. I've never, I've never ever had anybody give me any problems with not meeting minimums or any of that stuff on a con that I would need a contract. So uh, I like to believe a handshake's worth a thousand is worth a lot, but one of these days it's going to be, it's going to kick me in the ass. But, in the butt. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but at the same time, uh, we've never had any problems with it. And typically what'll happen is, Say an event's at $700, and it's getting towards the end of the two hours. We're at an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. I'll run down the, instead of being at, uh, going at the end of two hours and go, hey, you came up $300 short, pony up 300 bucks. Who's going to do that? I just don't feel like that's right in a way. I feel like they should have the opportunity to buy the product. So what I'll do is I'll go to them at like an hour and 45 in or whatever. And I'll say, Hey, we're at 700 and you know, we got to be at a thousand dollars. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I'm good. So maybe you want to talk to some of the people in the neighborhood that if they want to come and get some stuff for supper tonight, we can put stuff into go containers and, and hook them up with that. And, uh, that's, I'd like to say 90% of the time that's what happens, but it's 100% of the time that's what will happen is people. And, and normally, we'll end up selling more than $1,000 because they'll they'll come and get, uh, you know, a couple racks of ribs and some potato casserole and everything for supper or for the next day's meal. So uh, I've I've never had anybody balk on it. Now, there's been some corporate events where it, we have the $1,000 minimum and they've came up short and it's like, you know, business is business. And, here, and they wrote me a check. Here's your, here's, here's your bill. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm learning because we've always had that two tiered and I'm not sure why. I think it's because we felt like we didn't want to tie up a truck. So we've never done the two hour thing. And I think that's a good, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that little tidbit about the, the, the tidbit about the thousand bucks for two hours trying to get these guys to 
um, thing. The other thing, you know, COVID made that neighborhood visit like very popular. And I think oh. when I oh. talk to the food trucks or I see the other food trucks back and forth in Des Moines, they're talking about how lucrative these small town visits are. So no, instead of, you know, we're in a big metro. So there's a lot of neighborhoods, but man, it seems like every time we go up to Slater, there's a little um, event center up there that she invites trucks in. I mean, we just slay it up there, what? you know, and I get a little, oh, I think yeah. we could slay it more because, you know, it's a way for somebody to eat that food that normally doesn't want to drive half hour, 45 minutes to go do right. it. They can have it on a weekday. Um, the thing that makes me mad and that we have to change from our food truck perspective is we tend to go up and want to sell sandwiches and stuff. And I'm like, get that family meal for four. Get yeah, the pound exactly. of brisket and a, and a quart mm -hmm. of potatoes and get that family meal that raises that, you know, up in that $40, $50 ticket range that they can just come grab it and let them allow, you know, order that in advance if they want. And so we know they're guaranteed their meal instead of just trying to sell a sandwich at a time and, hey, the little kid doesn't eat a sandwich. You got to think about the kids. Should you have chicken tenders and that type of stuff? So we just personally have to do a, a better job, but, you know, like for anything like us, you know, the food truck is just a side gig for us. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a, Sherry's always wanting to get rid of the damn thing. She goes, that's the biggest pain in the ass in the world. I'm like, do you have to work on the food truck? Well, no, then, okay, well, then don't worry about it. You know, as long huh. as it makes money, I, it makes money, it's does, marketing, does, whatever. What's What was her maiden name? I didn't know whether it was <laughs> Gregory. That? I didn't know whether, because I, I got somebody else that I hear that from, too, you know. But, you know, and, and you say that, you know, you want to get the $40 package and stuff because they're going to stop at Hy-Vee and pick up a $40 package to bring home for supper. Mm-hmm. You know, so they might as well get right. it from you as to get it from High V. Is my point, right? And, funny, um, something totally, totally, totally. Side note, Randy. Funny story. Emma's going to blush. Right? We're at a birthday party last night. Okay, and I'm, you know, I'm not really drinking anymore. Very little right. anyway. So I, I'm drinking the water, the iced water, and and they're all having a, you know, it's a fifty, sixty birthday party, and. All of a sudden, my buddy Brian, he starts uh, starts uh, rubbing up on his wife, you know, and she's like, she's like, okay, you get three minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, are you guys all related? Yeah. It's just funny. Funny, funny, funny side note when you talked about being related. Yeah, you know, exactly. I think as, as they get older, you get three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story. Come I don't think it, Emma's got it. No, I got it. I got it. It's just like it was so She's trying delayed. to figure out. She, it was no, so it, delayed. It She's trying like, to figure out. It was what so she, delayed uh... to the related comment. Like we started a whole yeah. nother conversation essentially, and then you're like, "Wait yeah, a minute!" As a I side, have this funny he said joke. as a sidebar. It was yeah, a sidebar. Like, the sidebar. It was. It had passed. Like you should have said, "Oh, sidebar," but like er, he really should have said it immediately. And then we started talking about high V, so I was like, "Where is this gonna go?" We we're talking about high V; it's gonna make me blush. Right. And then you said that, and I'm like, "Well, that wasn't as funny as I thought it was gonna be." I mean, it was funny, but back on topic. There's another back food on topic. Truck. Back on topic. There's another food truck 
that I'm good friends with. And she'll go to some of these small towns of an evening. And there's been a few times I'm like... I love that. I love the of an evening. That's just so Dwyford-like. We'll <laughs> say that once in a while in the house. Of an evening. I said, of an evening, but she, she goes, hey, Randy. But okay, she'll go on. to some of these small Enough towns of an evening. What's wrong with of an evening? What the fuck? You know? I have it's never it's heard of an evening. It's a Randyism. You've said it for years yeah. and years and years. I've never I've ever never heard, heard, heard one other person yeah. in the world say it. Really? But you say it. It, it, it's a randyism yeah oh okay but anyway of an, of an evening she'll go she'll go to these some of these small towns of an evening sorry and um and i'll ask her i'll say what what do you do you do very good there and she'll go yeah sell the shit out of stuff yeah and it's yeah. and it's those people coming home from work wanting to pick up something mm-hmm to go home, you know, in, in these small towns. Yeah. And she promotes that she's going to be there and and that. So, uh, and the, another thing you said that one town, they'll have a, have some food trucks. I think one of the biggest things people uh, get nervous about is having a competitive food truck, not the same type of food, but another truck of a different, like a pizza truck or a, uh, you know, a Mexican truck there. I think, if anything, it's good to have another truck there, just because mm-hmm. it gives variety for your for the potential customer, especially in a instance like uh, there at that in a small town wanting to pick up some of that evening business, because that way you've got, uh, you know, they can pick up some. Uh, if if somebody doesn't like barbecue, you've got another option for them to get. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, my my biggest problem with them whole visits is you almost need to reach the outskirts. So you don't you you want to be a half hour away, right? You want to you want to get out and about. Well, the problem is, you know, we're driving an iron wheel manure spreader. I told somebody that the other day. They wanted me to come up. I got them. You know, uh, I got a message on Facebook or something about, hey, we'd like you to come up and do this town festival, whatever. And it was in Alden, which was like an hour and 15 minutes away. And I said, dude, I got to tell you, if you've ever driven a food truck, you've driven an iron wheeled manure spreader, bud. Yeah. And I said, I'd have to, I'd be better off just to call the tow truck company and have it haul it up there for me and drop it off and wait there and pay the thousand dollars. Um, in towing fees because that's that's about what it is and you know we, we've talked about do you switch to a trailer but you know there's something about a food truck yeah and there's something about if you've got a trailer you got to have a truck and then you got to have somebody mm-hmm. that i mean a lot of people i should say almost everybody can drive a food truck but it's not necessarily the case ours has got some bumps and bruises on it because of that yeah. um but a lot better than if somebody's trying to back a trailer into a spot. Now, if it was me running mm-hmm. around and I was on that food truck, I'd probably have a trailer because I could. I'd have a gooseneck trailer that I could get that in, and yeah, you could put it in and, anywhere, and I could put it in anywhere. But not everybody's going to be able to do that. So, but uh, I mean, overall, to answer the question, I mean, there is no magic formula, but I think the answer is to get some sort of minimum. Try and book as many private events as you can. Don't overlook the town visit, okay, as no. an opportunity, um, especially if there's no restaurants in that town. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to be cognizant. If or there's, there's like one, one. Uh, one or two restaurants yeah. in that town and yeah. you're coming to that town, you're probably going to steal some revenue from that, that other restaurant. So you got to be yes. cognizant of that and be good corporate neighbors. Don't park up outside there. Even though small towns yeah. probably don't have a lot of ordinances about parking a food truck. Don't, don't go park outside their front door. But know. if you want to get Try some to ordinances in that town, Fuck around with them, and and you'll get some ordinances, or you'll get thrown out of town, and you there won't be any food trucks in there. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I mean, I think there's a. I'm not sure there's a magic bullet there, but I think there is some good advice. I'm going to take Randy's advice on the two hour thousand dollar thing, and just kind of run with that on everything, and stay with it. Um, and, and just stay with and it stick with key. it. And and I like the idea of I. It's different if it's you, like, so I'm not out on the food truck, Randy. Right. You're out on the food truck. You can Rico Suave them and walk in and smooth them and say, hey, you know, you got another $200 <laughs> here, whatever. I can't see our sure. food truck going out and kind of younger people don't like that confrontation, even though it no. doesn't have oh, to you're be right. confrontation. Hey, we, we cut Amen. a deal. We cut a deal. <clears throat> you know, so they don't like the confrontation. So. Even though it's no. not really confrontation, it is, in essence, you're asking somebody to live up to their part of the deal. Well, and yeah. when we have events like this where they have minimums and stuff, there's times, I because a lot of times they'll ha- be on a Saturday afternoon and stuff, there's a lot of times I really don't want to go out on them, but I feel like I have to go out on them just because, so there isn't any bullshit that happens, you know. And and yeah. again, yeah. the whole Rico Suave, I can say, you know, uh, like I said, I, I'm really torn yeah. on a contract of uh, putting a contract together and, uh, you know, emailing them a contract and having them mail it back to me. So everything's down in black and white. But, I mean, I don't know. One of these days I'm going to get it shoved up my ass. But until then, I probably well, won't do anything. Yeah. You know, it, and it, and it's interesting. It makes my mind think because I think all the time. My wife told me that last night. She's like, can you just quit thinking about shit? And I'm like, I'd love to think about shit, right? I'm just all over the place. I'm thinking about so much shit right now that I can't. It, it's hard to get focused on one thing because I'm thinking about so much shit. You know, I mean, I'm. For instance, graduation packages. Okay, people are calling about graduate. They're going gangbusters. Are they really? I'm like, it's January. Yeah, so yeah anyway, I got one of our I emails. Got... So no kidding. Already, I got the graduate. Yeah, the one I forwarded to you for the oh, honorary chicken yeah. about graduation. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's what I've been thinking about. So we we put together this graduation package, never really got promoted. So I'm like, the ornery chicken, I'm like, okay, we're going to sell chicken tenders and we're going to sell chicken sandwiches. But then I'm like, what do you do for the Crafty Mac? Nobody wants to spend 60, 70 bucks on a gallon of mac and cheese. And I'm like, what if I do a combo? And you guys tell me if this is a good idea or not. We could take any one of our Macs, okay, and serve like a, a child, I want to say a kid portion, but a kid portion, we're going to put in an 8-ounce or a 12-ounce soup bowl or a soup um, paper container, right? Kind of like a mini pint or a quart. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking we do individual Macs because we could do those for three ninety nine all day long with you know, like a chicken bacon ranch or whatever. 
do individual Macs along with individual chicken sandwiches. So you come in, you know, here's a chicken sandwich. We can do a chicken sandwich for probably $2.99. I can do an individual Mac for $2.99 or $3.99. So now all of a sudden you got $6 wrapped up in, hey, a sandwich and a Mac. And if somebody wants two sandwiches or somebody wants two Macs, and we package them individually. I mean, the, the sandwiches are the- just going to put in a tray. But but the individual Macs, since we have our, what we call the unicorn catering box, which is the answer to everything, we could put in, you know, I, I can, I went out and went, I can put 50 of those individual Macs in one box and put it in an insulated cooler thing and it would hold for hours. Right. And so people could just kind of put a few out into a chafing dish if they wanted to keep them warm, but. Then they would have here. Do you want a chicken bacon ranch? Do you want a pizza mac? So do you they want would pick whatever, the and we do these individual instead of, and everybody would get their individual bowl or their individual paper cup and a nice sized portion, right. rather than rather than uh, having a, a, just a plate where mac and cheese is sitting there drying out. So kind of like what we idea. did. So kind of like what we did when we did the nurses catering for child serve a couple of years ago, but like smaller, where there's, is that what you mean? Yeah. What do what you, did we do? Because my we, memory we gave them we gave them the small, like the small portion of Mac. We just had we made like so many individual crafted yeah. Macs in the yeah. those bowls, and then I just set them out, and people could grab and go. We yeah, and I would button. I would probably make it. I wouldn't do it in the, and maybe I get a smaller yeah. bowl for it. Maybe I get a you know because right now we're running those those black bowls for anybody that's in the restaurant business, and you know the black containers with the clear lids, those have come down so dramatic in price. Plastic. I mean, I'm running. Really? Well, they're plastic, mm-hmm. but they're the black bottom with the clear lid. And they're reusable. Those have gotten so damn cheap. And, really? and I think the reusable part of it kind of does the perceived value. But those things, I mean, they're like 15 and 16 cents a piece now for a 24 or 32-inch container. That's kind of Hell, huge I mean, they Weren't they kind of expensive when we started? Oh, they were 50, 60 cents. Yeah. And now those things have come down so dramatic in price, but they got a nice lid that seals. So we're in the process right now in the restaurant of switching all our pork deli tainers over to that to that stuff and hopefully yeah. that price holds down i'm about thinking about filling a warehouse full just to protect myself a little bit but not a bad I mean, idea you can't i mean think about a, i could get a little eight we have a 16 ounce i could probably get a little 12 ounce or eight ounce individual container that here and and even if you put in that black container let's say we're at a graduation package and they're towards the end and somebody senses the mac you walk inside you throw it in my way for 30 seconds and you got a hot mac yeah Mm-hmm. Or oh, you like got leftovers here. Send this home. Send it. this home. So, it, right. So I'm trying to figure out. You know, like the chicken sandwich. Do you leave them open or do you wrap them? I mean, they look better if you leave them open, but if they're wrapped, they're well, and if you warmer. wrap them, if well, but wouldn't they also get soggier? Because all of that. Well, yes like, and no. You know, our, chick- just... our chicken. But our chicken sandwich can hold up to anything. You know that, Emma. Yeah, but I'm not worried about the chicken. I'm worried about the bread. No one likes a soggy bun. Oh, it's... the bun, a steam bun. There's nothing better than a steam bun. No, there is. Not, and it's not a steamed bun. Steamed buns, I, ugh, ugh. like my bun sticks to my chicken weird and then it's all like odd. I know. 
I'm gonna pass. I wouldn't take it. You want it open you know what face. I'm saying? You want an open face where the chicken sandwich is sitting in the bottom face. of the shaper, Normally. and that bottom bun's and no. that bottom bun's hard. And the no, top no, no. I wouldn't soft. want that. I'm just saying that wouldn't that be? I like it when my bun is just nice and normal. Or do I, or do I just put the make it easy on me and don't assemble the sandwiches and just put a bunch of chicken chicken patties in a pan and you put it on your own bun? Yeah, because some people don't even want it as a sandwich. That's not a terrible idea, honestly. Yeah, that's true. And it would, yeah, it would hold. Especially better. with that chicken, you know, people doing the healthy stuff and things, you know. Yeah, well, we could throw I mean, some grilled chicken gonna, in there too. Yeah, if they're gonna splurge on their calories and have fried chicken, they might as well just add the bun at that point too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean. I don't really think uh, the, this. The, I really don't think there's a wrong answer. I think there could be a lot of trials, and I don't want to say errors, but like, hell, you could do it. You could try all sorts of different stuff and figure out yeah. what's best. Well, no, I need to run with one because people want their damn graduation catering menu now. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> and guess that's fair. This I can't season. believe they're wanting them already. Oh, it, it oh, wasn't January second. January second, huh? you get the, and then you get all these moms planning, and they'll fret. But the problem is, they're going to book something now, and they're going to change their order fifty thousand fucking times. Yeah, right. Yeah. That or that or you're going to get somebody that's going to call up on Saturday morning and say, "Hey, I got a graduation tomorrow for two hundred and fifty. Can you do that?" I mean, yeah. you're going to get those two. Sure. You know, and, and I'm not There's sure not which one's worse. I'm not sure which um, I'm not sure which one's worse. Well, yeah. from the one that had to I mean, not that I did very many, but when I had to talk to the customers, the ones that changed their orders a bunch is definitely way more stressful. Cuz then you got to keep track and you got to make sure that you're keeping on top of updating it cuz if you know, yeah. you miss an update that's just well, not tedious. with my. If I can get my new computer software, if I can get my new computer software up and running. Um, yeah, how's that going? We're looking to. We haven't talked about it lately. Um, well, we got. You know, they they did a bunch of the back end reporting and stuff. So I'm just. I tried every day this week to populate menu items and things like that, so we could do some good solid end to end testing. And I got about three menu items added and one package and just. I don't know. For some because reason, I'm like, it's January. We need to be slow, but we're not slow. I mean, we had a huge catering week. I mean, huge. <laughs> I mean, we were catering 250 here and 150 here. And I mean, shit, we were running 11, that's, 12, 13, 14, 15 caterings a day out. And that's it's really just stupid. I mean, we're, yeah. Well, it's crazy. I think, since, like, nobody, I think it was I so feel like cold. nobody was working. Yeah. I didn't even really, like, nobody was really in the office, which is. At least as far as I could tell. And or for schools, us, which is yeah, just kind of surprising. Now, for us, which is, I mean, much smaller scale, but normally mm -hmm. we aren't doing jack uh, this time of year. Um, last week we had two caterings, which is could be is more than what we normally did. But then this week, mm -hmm. I've got to pull in a bunch of guys, some of my uh, help in. We've got a I mean, we've had some big caterings come in, and uh, let alone our pop-up on the weekend. I mean, I've got, like, I think six caterings this week, which is a lot for us, Ooh. you know. Hmm. So I'm going to have to work. You're going to have a hard time. 
you're going to have a hard Oops. time record yeah. recording this. Uh, we're going to have to figure out that recording schedule. <laughs> uh, Toby, he had some he had some good questions. I talked to him on the phone. I uh, he called me up and he had some good questions. But yeah, the whole minimums and all that stuff. You got to get on that, and uh, if you don't, you're going to get nickel dime to death, and uh, yeah. and you you got to be willing to say, okay, here's what we're going to do, and stick with it, you know, because once you start bending, you're you're going to get bent over backwards or forwards. Get bent over backwards, yeah, or forwards. Interesting. Oh, Darren, you know what event you should yeah. reach out and try to get, or try to get your truck at. Um, this yeah, year the, uh, is the hinterland. hinterland or what? I'm yeah, yeah it's was, sold out. Three days. I was all, thinking about. I was I was thinking about that this morning. Well, it went viral, so like, this is probably going to be its most successful year. It sold out as three days. Where's, where's that at? Where's that at? Saint Charles. Down like Saint Charles. Saint Charles. Yeah, it sold out in the for a pre-sale day. They sold out of their three-day huh. packages, which means they're going to have people camping all weekend. There's a free shuttle from Des Moines. So I'm I mean I got tickets so I'm going to be there all 3 days. Um they had last year when I went it was insane. They had so their food trucks had line all of them had just absurd lines. There's going to be so what's, like thousands of people there. What's the date on that thing? Uh I think it's August 2nd through the 4th. Let me double check. Cause and I know I said it last year too, but like this year is going to be. They have one of the greatest lineups in, well, m right now, like probably some of the most popular artists they could have. It is the second to the fourth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll send a message to. Uh, I'll write it down myself and call them because that's how that's going to work. I guarantee. But hey, speaking yeah. of viral, speaking of viral, yeah. If all of our. Uh, mm -hmm. Listeners would help out. I've got a new post out on TikTok, a new video, and oh, it's uh, yeah, it's not a mukbang or anything like that. It's a guy that <laughs> uh, Mr. Food PR. He did a review of yeah. our ribs when I was down there, our baby back ribs. He does a nice review of them. So if you go out to Twyford BBQ on, did uh, well you can. Did you what? did you Did he did you did you post it did or you did he post it? We posted it. It's on our uh on our uh TikTok account. Okay, so did okay. did did you give him the ribs and have right him do now. a review? What's that, Darren? Did you hire the influencer to do the review or was it just a No, no, review? he just did it on his own. He was down at our place. That's when we were down south. Oh, okay. Uh, just yeah. you know, because we've been talking a lot about that. No, 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 local no. He influencer. was influencer. He he did it for he came by the restaurant when we were down south and he liked our ribs and stuff and the other day he just sent me that video and I asked him I said do you mind if I use that and he goes no and uh, so uh, we does posted he, it. Does and he, he gave post me on? Yeah, does he post on like Instagram or anything too? Yeah, Mister Food PR. Okay, that's the one. His TikTok just. Huh. Looks but I've got it on my TikTok also. Yeah, I just reposted it on Q the Mics. Okay. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, cool. I'll share it on. Yeah, that we'll whole, vi like that whole viral, that whole viral thing just just amazes me. It seems like if you try and make something viral, you don't have a chance. 
And then if but, you, no, it's like what you makes don't want that no. go viral. Then if you just right? go, it's ah, just, fuck it. It's all just luck. It's all just yeah. luck. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the more you try, the less likely you are. That's why Luke went viral because he just posted a really dumb video. Of him throwing, what, and it was hot a, it was a him. dumb video that was my idea that I shot the video and gave I him to post. I didn't want it. It's funny talking about Luke. To... So as as we move on to our AI segment of the show, right? Because you know, <laughs> more and more. I, I mean, hell, I I wrote a promissory note for a loan. I did an amortization schedule for a loan. Um, I wrote a will on ai this week um, really just because people know i'm on ai so like hey can you write me a will sure right and but it, ai wouldn't you know write a AI? will a, ai yeah. wouldn't wouldn't write the will but then i asked it questions about what are the great elements of a will and it and pretty much wrote the will for me my <laughs> ai won't give somebody like jokes to roast another person my, like my dad when he passes in a long long time uh he wants to his funeral to be a roast where we just roast him and he yeah. typed in like roast whatever like jokes for a roast or whatever for a funeral yeah. and ai was like that is not a way to grieve and they're like we will not do that huh because it has well boundaries. then don't say all you got to do is funeral <laughs> well, and did... say hey find a way to roast Find a way to roast a, well, yeah, a we... sixty-five-year-old retired school administrator. Dada. You just got to start. Yeah. If you if the, if 65. it says no, you ask it a different way. And so well, maybe yeah, that, anyways, we, maybe, they'll, maybe they'll just he, say I, maybe I one. Think, I okay. One at a time. Think, one at a time. I don't even. I think it was hmm? just like the whole roast. It was like write me roast, and they were like, "That's just not very nice." Uh, maybe they'll just say cremation. Yeah. You know what? No, so so oh, so then you would funny, ask Randy. the question. That was funny. Even it even went right though C Dub's head, that was there, good. Yeah. Just, that was good. Right over my head. I would. So then I would turn around and ask it the question. I would say that you're a professional comedian. Even though mm-hmm. roasts are not appropriate at a funeral. If I were yeah. to roast somebody at a funeral, what would I do? And I'd roast. And the more information you get, because I guarantee. So we talk about Luke Darnell. So mm-hmm. Luke is, a few weeks ago, um, came to me and he says, oh, my God, I'm reading this book. It's so good. And I said, really? What's this book? And he goes, it's the E-Myth Revisited. And I'm like, wow, I read the E-Myth 25 years ago, right? When I, Because that's what I used to do in corporate America when I was and up That's and cover in the corporate world. I, was I spent a lot of time ago. reading self-help, improvement, management sure. books. I I've never I don't think I've ever read a fiction book in my life outside of outside of elementary school. I'm just not a fiction guy. And so he's like, this book is great. And I'm, so I'm digging through my closet in a box trying to find this email book. And I'm like, I'll just read it. He goes, Yeah, there's just some updates to it that they've made. So Last night I sat down and Sherry's watching football and we're getting ready to go to this party. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to look up this E-Myth Revisited on on the AI. And so I said, hey, can you give me a comprehensive summary with bullet points about the key points to 
the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, right? And it pops, if you're watching, it pops a whole page worth of stuff off about And so this book, I pretty much read this book on one page. Yeah. Okay. And so this is, yeah, no, and I'll send it to you, Randy. But this is my new way of reading, because people come up with management books all the time. Well, I ain't got sure. time to listen to a damn book. But I'm going to do this same thing for books. And so I'm going to do one-page book summaries of management-type books. So let me just read you some of this stuff, because it's, okay. it's crazy. Because And why it's crazy is I read this book 25 years ago. And I'm like, you would think I read, I wrote this book, but I didn't write this book. I just adopted the principles from the book 25 years ago. Right? Yeah. Okay. I was a little curious with where you were going to go with that. Well, it's like, so this E-Myth was a big book. I didn't know how, how it helped form my career, but it, but it did in a big way. And like the seven habits of highly effective people right, right. and, and it just, there's certain books that I read and sure. some of them I read multiple times back then, because when I started out in corporate America, if I would start like, man, my career's not going anywhere. I get down to the dumps. I would read a self-improvement book and it would bring me right back. Sure. It would bring me right back. If I wasn't motivated to get done with a project, I'd read a book and it would bring me right back. And so, this is a very interesting thing because I think it's super, super, and I'm going to be reading some of this stuff. But so this Michael Gerber says, you know, it's about this Sarah who runs a pie making business and she illustrates common challenges, misconceptions, and small ownership. But here's some detail of the key concepts. The entrepreneur, the entrepreneurial myth. Gerber begins by dispelling the myth that most people who start small business are entrepreneurs. He explains that many are technicians suffering from entrepreneurial seizure, meaning they're excellent at doing a job, but not necessarily at running a business that does a job. This misinterpretation leads them to open a business unprepared for the other roles they must fulfill. And so they talked about the three personalities of this business owner. You got the entrepreneur, the visionary dreamer, always look at the big picture of future possibilities. Okay, that's, that's, that's my job today. A day in the life of Darren is that. You have the manager, who's pragmatic and practical, focused on the order, planning, and day-to-day operations. And then you got the technician is the doer, who enjoys the process of the work, often the initial role the business owner identifies with, right? So you're good at making barbecue, right? Uh You open a barbecue business. Well, you've got to be visionary, right? So working on the business versus in the business is you need to work on your business, not just in it. It means stepping away from day-to-day tasks and focusing on the growth strategy system development. Um, The business development process outlines a process for developing a business that includes innovation, quantification, orchestration, um, encourages continuous improvement. The importance of the vision, they stress the importance of having a clear vision for your business. This vision should guide every decision, every action you make. But I think the most important key element of this book was the franchise prototype. The book suggests that every small business should be thought as a prototype for a franchise, even if there's no plans to franchise that business. This mindset encourages the creation of systems and processes 
that make the business efficient, scalable, and independent of any one person. And that last go. one is like nail on the head. Because yes, exactly. it's like if you, we've built a huge, huge barbecue business based upon if I lose 10 people, okay, that's fine because I can throw 10 more people into that position. Exactly. And because our processes are so regiment that some of them hurt, but you can still respond. Whereas if you only have one person that knows how to make biscuits and the guy or the gal that makes the biscuits leaves, you're out of the biscuit business. You're out of the biscuit business. Right? Yeah. So, and this was a small business. So, so this is, this is very, I, I don't know. It's just very eye-opening to me that as listeners, if you're thinking about opening your own business, you got to figure out how do you design a business that doesn't require you to be the worker all the time. Now, in a small business, you're still going to have to play all those roles. But you got to take time to improve the business. You got to take time to look at it from a higher level. And that's like when I go, people go, man, you go to Florida a lot. That's what I do. That when I'm in Florida, I am working on the business. I'm not repairing shit. I'm not dealing with problems. I am working on the business. And you got to. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, send that to me when you get a chance. I will. So yeah, I think for our applies. listeners, if you want to know Darren's methods, just read that book. Or just read that Chat book. What again was the name of that book, Darren? It was called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Now, you're like me. I'll just send you the one-page summary, Randy. But and it'll be good enough? I, I, I literally, I'm <laughs> almost going to challenge myself to read a book a day. I'm going to read the cliff okay. of one book. With every okay. Day. <laughs> no, I with doing the doing the AI the stuff. No, what what do you mean it defeats the purpose? Because what's the I purpose of like... reading the book? To glean concepts that you can use to improve your business. I did this I one guess. page right here. Emma. one page. And AI's already oh, now, it for you. It... Now I know I know Michael didn't get any royalties off me buying his book. But like, Maybe I'll buy the book and put it on the shelf. So what did you tell AI to do? In it. With the what, cliff hey, notes Darren, in it. Darren, what did you tell AI to do? Well, here, I'll, I'll tell you, Randy. Let me see. Can I switch oh, over? Geez. and uh, Will it allow no. me? What, am I still oh, yeah. on camera if I do this? You can. Sh okay. Yeah, you can share your screen. You won't. I think I it'll can? take your head away. Yeah. Uh, I might be the only one to be able to do it, I guess. Okay. Well, well, I said, can you summarize the book E-Myth Revisited? And so that it, it gave me an answer. And I said, more details, please. Okay, let's delve a little bit deeper into it, right? And it gave me this. So it's all in how you ask the question, right? That's it's all in how life. you ask the questions. And that's what I'm learning about AI is the more successful that you ask AI, the more detailed you are. So... Anytime you ask it something, you really should pat it on the back first, I call it. So if I'm, I'm going to ask an accounting question, I'm going to say, you're an expert restaurant accountant. And then I'm going to ask my question. Oh, so it puts I see what them you're in the, It puts them in a, the, the mood, I call okay. it. Kind of strokes them a little bit. So you stroke Weird. them 
what the first stop but no but but that's, that's what you do though okay okay right maybe stroking them isn't the word but you you kind of like no it's like me going randy going i'm gonna start out by asking randy man you're a good looking some bitch now tell Thank me about much. what you do to keep your hair so beautiful and shiny right but, but so filling. You, you set them up That's, first and, and i'm telling you this is what i'm learning about asking ai yeah, same deal. Is, you, you, have to, you have to set the scene. You have to tell them that, hey, you're a restaurant expert, or hey, you're an editor-in-chief, or hey, you're a, tell it what you're it's a, gonna be. a nationwide food reviewer. Yeah. Tell me about this. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It, yeah, that is neat. Yeah. So, I'm going to, i got to figure out. Now, I, 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 these books, I used to write them all down. Gus Pagonis was another one. I have another book. That's the one I need to look up because I, I remember Gus Pagonis. He was a he was a general in the Desert Storm. Um, I can't remember the name of his book, but good to great. Um, just trillion dollar coach. Now I got all kinds of books I need to read summaries on. So you're going to spend your so Sunday maybe, doing? No, no. I gotta <laughs> I gotta go over and drill a hole through a wall to get a walk-in cooler condenser to drain because it was draining into a gutter and then they put snow in front of the gutter which froze the gutter up all the way to the damn roof and so now the walk-in cooler isn't draining the, the condensation pan so it's dripping in the cooler so i had to tear it all apart and now i gotta go drill a hole to make a different way to get this condensation drain to drain out and then I gotta come back, and I gotta. Uh, I'm cooking dinner tonight for twelve people. I'm. Ooh, what are you making? Making a homemade beef stew with homemade. Ooh, biscuits. that sounds good. Um, and yeah. I'm gonna do some cream chicken over biscuits too. Yeah, that sounds good. And so Can I'm Randy and I come over? No, I'm sure. Yeah, I, my biscuit game is. I, I made biscuit. I'm. I'm working on biscuits for a reason, but I'm I'm trying to perfect biscuits, and I couldn't. The, is it for couldn't the get my biscuits chicken? brown enough on top? And so I went to uh, Steph over at Porky Butts, and she's she's like baker extraordinaire. She she uh -huh. worked mm -hmm. in a it, she was a baker for two years, and and old Buzz Dean, I posted a picture of. And he goes, "You need to get a little more heat on those biscuits." He's a well, baker. For he's a baker. He's a he's a big baker, and he's an old school baker. But yeah. for some reason, I could not get my oven. I wanted to bake those biscuits at 500 degrees in a cast iron steel, and I could not get that damn range to go over 400 degrees the other day. Really? And I'm not sure if I've got something is wrong it... or not a big enough gas pipe or something is not right. So anyway, I went to Steph, and she goes, oh, you want to make biscuits in 10 minutes? And I said, yep. And she goes, Here, here's here's my recipe, how to make biscuits in 10 minutes using a Roboku and and uh, use the convection oven at the restaurant. So I'll probably it work? bake the Have biscuits at yet? the restaurant. I don't know. Haven't done, you haven't it, done yet. it yet. Okay. That's this afternoon's project after I go out and stand outside and get this hole drilled and this drain replumbed and whatever else comes up. Getting, I got to clean the kitchen and do the dishes. Is it getting from warmer? Thing from the fucking weekend. You, you got to clean the dishes and get ready. I. I got I got to clean the kitchen and do dishes from last night's catering. We just dumped it off and why, why didn't they get done last night? Because it was too damn late. It was too damn late, and everybody was too damn cold from packing stuff in and out. So, yeah, 
Yeah. It sounded like a good idea then, but it's not now. So. (laughs) Just send Marla. At least it's going to be 20 degrees today. Right now we're we're on the podcast. Just yell to Marla and say, hey, Marla, why don't you run out and rattle some pans, get them dishes clean, see what she says. I hope she comes in and smacks you in the back of the head. With a pan. He won't. He won't. With a pan. Because he knows better. Anything else relevant that people want to listen to? Not till mm-hmm. next week. Not till next week. Yeah, we got to figure out how we're going to do that. We might not. You guys how might we... not find out the recap about Randy's pop up until the week after. Honestly. Yeah, but Randy's going to be busier and shit leading up to it. So we may. Do you guys you may have to work overtime, Emma, Emma. You may. You you might be. You might be editing Sunday night at midnight. That's yeah. That's fine. Little buff. I, I really would like to do a recap time. of Randy's. And then the next week, maybe yeah. we'll talk about a day in the life of Darren. Okay. I'd have to figure out what I did. All right. We're ready to sign off. Day in the life of Emma. Well, isn't that what we're looking at right now? No. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. I think I'm going to sign off Ding. on that note. Whew. Yeah. She's, she's going to get, she's going to get pissed at me. She's going to call her mom, tell her I don't love her. And yeah. Her mom's exactly going to come down right. hard on me. <laughs> I can see how my this is going down. My mom's not going to take you. She's just going to be like, yeah, she'll say some things. I'm sure. I got um, to talk yeah. to, I got to talk to her twice this week. It was such a pleasure. I got to hang out with her yesterday. Anyway. Yeah. Well, okay. that's job, it. Guys. That's Episode it. 40 of Q the Mic. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Q the Mic Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and X. And then uh, at Q the Mic Podcast on YouTube, where we would like you to subscribe, like our videos, um, leave comments, do all the things. Uh, download these episodes so we can get a um, kind of a good idea of who's listening, how many listeners we have, because Emma's trying to get, you know, a good number. And, um, that's it. I'm sure we got a lot more listeners now that Randy's on. Yeah, right. So I think we do. Some bitch. I've our listening actually since I've come back, our number has gone up. So you're welcome. Oh boy, I'm sure. Oh God, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Boom. Uh, boom. Okay. Well. Boom. We'll see you gone. guys next week. Over.